Habits and Health, Episode 17. Welcome to the Habits and Health Podcast, where we believe creating healthy habits should be easy. Brought to you by an educator and coach for anyone who wants to create a healthier life. Here's your host, Tony Winyard. Welcome back to the podcast where we give you ideas on how you can improve your health by the use of the habits that you create. My guest today is Tommy Barabi. He's a personal trainer and he's gone through quite a journey with his own um, around, around nutrition and various areas. So we're going to hear from Tommy in just a, a few seconds. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you know anyone who you feel would get some real value from it, please do share it with them. And right now, time to hear from Tommy. Habits and Health, my guest today, Tommy Berrybury. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm good, Tony. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And we find you in sunny Essex today. That's right. And it is. The sun is out, shining. We've had a nice bit of weather for the last week or two. And when I checked the weather out the other day, we've got plenty more to come. So looking good. And are you, are you a person that likes to get out in the sun? I am. I am, especially, um, you know, now realising the benefits of it, you know, being out in nature and obviously the vitamin D from the sun as well, you know. So, yes, more so now than ever, I like being out in the sun. And you just said now that you realise. So what, what did that mean? What, so there was a time when you weren't so, didn't have the awareness that you have now? Definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, you know, we all we all cover up, don't we, especially in the winter and um you know, we, we, we tend to stay in more, but when, when you start to realise, you know, the, the knock-on effect from doing these extra little things, you know, like like we spoke about before we got started, you know, looking after some key aspects of our health, we realise there's all these little things that can give us that extra edge. And, mm. you know, the sun, the vitamin D, powerful antiviral, powerful antibacterial is so, so good in so many ways. And so how did you come to this awareness? Was it from reading or for something you had attended somewhere? What happened? Yeah, it was reading. It was research. It was just general learning over the years. You know, I, I always knew there was there was something something about it. Um, but yeah, just reading and research. Um, and even through the winter now, I, I do supplement with vitamin D. Um, and yeah, I believe it's been a a helper in me, you know, preventing illness, helping in prevention of some of the illnesses I used to get, especially chest infections as well. So when, what, what kind of age did those sort of illnesses start? Oh, to be honest, Tony, um, I was in and out of hospitals from the ages of six and seven years old with breathing problems. Um, and these things all got treated with your typical antibiotics. Mm. Um, and I believe that they were possibly what led me to more problems going forward in life as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I was, I was in that hospitals a lot when I was younger with, with a lot of different problems. And when you say breathing, was that sort of asthma related or something different? Yeah, it was asthma, sinuses. You know, I remember, I remember as a child, right, I would, I would have like these sneezing fits. And honestly, this is no exaggeration. I, I would I'd do it so much, I would actually count them. It was like over 50 times in one go, you know, loads of tissue, just so many tissues that I was getting through. And mm. this was just as a child, you know, and obviously back then I wasn't, you know, 
switched on about anything or what the calls could be. I, it just seemed normal to me, Tony. Yeah. And growing up, this this exasperated more. It got worse and worse, you know. Um, and I had a lot of sinus problems and a lot of chest infections as well. So I'm guessing it sounds like you had some kind of like allergies and irritants and so on. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Um, you know, and I was... I was living on the typical diet, you know, that I was brought up on, you know, mm. cereal or toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, um, nothing but processed foods, really. The only vegetables are really with a, a Sunday roast dinner, you know, which mm. is, I think, what it's like for so many people right now. That that was the typical diet. And, you know, sometimes I walk along now and I think back to when I was a child and then I think to myself, God, remember when mum used to take you to for a walk to the shop and you just felt so lethargic and fatigued and I'd end up sitting down on the pavement and my mum would be going to me come on come on and I'm you know then it was normal to me but now I look back at you and think you know all right so I'm eating cereal for breakfast and then I'm feeling so lethargic and fatigued you know diet is a huge huge role to play and I, I think there was another big um, factor in some of the allergies and problems I had as a child now I do believe that we our health we our health comes from the mother you know that when we are born we are we we take on a lot of the mother's bacteria um mm-hmm. and i feel as though that is going to set us up and either give us good health or possibly start us off with poor health will be a contributing factor in what starts us off with poor health mm-hmm. well and so what was it that led you to to realise that you had a say in your health, that you could make a change, what, what was it that happened? I spent so many years going back and forward to doctors. Um, and, you know, it was one medication after another. And I was going round and round in circles, getting nowhere fast. You know, some medications might cover up the symptoms for a short amount of time, but it was never actually you know, the be all and end all. It was never sorting the problem. And I got to the end of my tether, you know, I was I was sick to death of it. And I started looking into, because I'd, I'd already become a personal trainer and I was walking around feeling a complete mess. And I was thinking to myself, how can you coach other people to, you know, better health and better fitness, etc., when you are not a picture of health yourself? And, mm. Things got worse and worse and worse up into my 20s. And um, one day I walked into a doctor's office with a question in mind. Now, I didn't really want to ask, ask this question because I wasn't sure if I'd like the answer, but I thought I'd go for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Doctor, could any of my problems have anything to do with what I may be eating? It's fair to say that I walked out of that doctor's with some short-term relief because the answer was a straight no. No, it couldn't have anything to do with what you're eating, um, you know. And I went back home, straight back into my comfort zone, continued the way of life that I was living. And it took me years of research and looking into other things, trial and error, cutting things out of my diet to actually start to get somewhere. But what, what was it that made you ask that question in the first place? <sighs> what was it that made me ask that question? I mean, look, I, I was at the end of my tether, you know, I was, I was having all these, I was on the, all these different steroids, these different antibiotics, um, and I don't know, maybe I'd heard something somewhere, <laughs> you know, that maybe diet could play a role, but 
it, even then it seemed a bit far-fetched to me. And if it seemed far-fetched to me then, what must it seem like to, you know, everyone else? So what? how did you feel, or what was your reaction when the doctor said, no, nah, no, nah, it's nothing to do with food? Did you just think, oh, well, yeah, I was just wrong? Or did well, you it, question? It, it, you know, it was like a relief because then I could go, you know, I didn't have to cut my sugar out, you know. I didn't right. have to stop eating the way I was eating. I could go home and carry on eating chocolate and cakes and biscuits and all the things that I loved and I craved so much, you know. I couldn't live without without these things. And then... One day, I decided to, you know, cut back on the sugar a bit, and I got some pretty instant relief from doing so, and it made me realize that with more of the same, I could probably improve even more, you know? And so then you, so you made a conscious effort to start changing what you were eating, and you were getting some good results, and it just, just continued from there? Yeah, so I was... I was working as a PT um, Monday to Saturday and, you know, I was already in pretty poor health as it was, but at the time I was quite enjoying going out clubbing on Saturday nights and Sunday I might be a little bit hungover and I'd go to the, the supermarket and I'd buy everything that I wanted, whatever I was craving while I had a hangover I'd buy and I, I felt pretty good the next day, but it was the following days after that when a bit like a little volume switch, Tony, you know, it, that volume switch turned up. Everything that I was suffering with got worse and worse and worse. And I started to equate it to how I was living and what was going in. And at first, it, was, it wasn't it was easy to actually come to terms with the fact that, my gosh, I might have to cut out some of this alcohol. I might have to stop drinking. I might have to cut back on some of this sugar. But if it was going to provide me with some relief, I was willing to do it because I was suffering so bad. And it wasn't just one thing. It was a whole list of things that I was suffering with and something had to change. So what changes did you make then? I, like I said, I, well, I started introducing more vegetables because between the ages, I mean, let me go back. So I lived with my mum until I was about 10. I won't completely go into the reason why I moved out, but I moved in with my dad when I was when I was 10 years old. I moved out of my mum's and in with my dad's when I was 10 years old. And things changed. He would ask me what I wanted every week to drink, and he would ask me what I wanted to eat. And my reply would be, Dad, can you just get me a case of 24 cans of Coke, right? And that is all I drank from the age, honestly, from the age of 10 to about 18. It's like I was addicted to the stuff. I would get up in the morning for school. I'd put three cans of Coke in my bag. I'd go to school. I'd drink one on the way and I'd drink a couple more throughout the day and then get home and have more. And I'll tell you something, them 24 cans lasted from Monday to Thursday. And then I'd need, I'd need, I'd be going to the shop to buy bottles of Coke then. Um, that is all I lived off of. Um, and so living with my dad was different. I could eat what I want. I could drink what I want. I could go to bed when I want. It was great as a kid, you know, but this had a, let's, let's say this had a huge effect on me um, growing up. And obviously I wasn't in the greatest health as it was as a child. So I've just, I've just added to that. So yeah, I think, I think change, change started to, I started to realize and cutting out some of these things and adding more vegetables in was the first step because, you know, if someone said to me, right, you've got to change this, 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 and this, you know, it might've been too much too soon. It might've been my downfall, but one thing at a time. And 
Um, I remember when I was about 20, 26, I decided, right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having two takeaways a day at the moment. Um, I'm just going to chuck a portion of vegetables on the side of that plate. Now, it might have been a kebab and a portion of vegetables and, you know, far from perfect, but it was a start. And, you know, I'd never really ate many vegetables. And, mm. yeah, it, it was the start of something good. And so how long did it take before you noticed uh, the difference? You know, I'd say I'd say pretty pretty soon after I noticed I noticed things with my energy and things like that. But these were just small changes. There was there was a there was one day when I decided to completely cut out all sugars and all processed foods, and I can tell you now that I actually got worse for the first week, mm. and. I, I, I sort of knew this would happen. Um, there's a guy named Doug Kaufman, and he's been huge in, in getting me to better health. Um, he's got a book called The Fungus Link, where he talks about um, fungus. He, in, in our gut, we have a lot of different microbes living. We have trillions of different microorganisms living in our gut. Some mm. are bacteria, some are good, some are not so good, and some are fungus. Mm. Now, antibiotics kill bacteria right Mm. now if you think of some of the good bacteria in our guts those good bacteria are responsible for making more of the things that we need think b12 for energy think Mm. serotonin for the happy chemical right and i must have been i was always fatigued i was always unhappy i was all i was depressed a lot and i think by introducing more of these vegetables i started to feed these organisms down there in the gut um, for them to make more of these things. But I think also I'd killed off a lot of the good bacteria with antibiotics mm-hmm. and allowed the fungus to overrun and to multiply. And the thing with fungus is while it's supposed to be down there, when it gets a bit out of control, I believe you know it can multiply quicker than what bacteria can. Mm-hmm. And fungus has been shown to cause any number of misery in any tissue in the body, especially if it can um, get through the gut and into the bloodstream. So, yeah, I believe this was a key factor in some of the things that I had going on. So following an antifungal diet, as it were, was the proof in the pudding for me because mm-hmm. the depression went, the, the sinus problems went everything started to clear up and it was a, it was a miracle, Tony. I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. And then, and then everyone that I see around me, family and friends that were suffering, you know, I just wanted to help them with, with this and suggest, you know, that could this be the problem, you know? And for me, I was at the end of my tether. So I was willing to do whatever it took. Um, and now I know not everyone's like that, you know, not everyone. And I was trying to run a business as well. So without my health, I couldn't, put everything I needed to into my business. I couldn't show up every day. I couldn't be as productive as I wanted to. And this is why I help business owners now. Not just because that is where I was some time ago, suffering as a business owner, but their motivation is higher. You know, they need to be looking, thinking, feeling and functioning at least as close to peak performance as possible for them, for their business to thrive. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Habits and Health podcast, where we believe creating healthy habits should be easy. If you are looking for deep support to create the health and life you want, we invite you to consider one-on-one coaching sessions with Tony. 
Coaching sessions give you personalised guidance to fit your unique goals and life situation. Only a limited number of spots are available, but you can easily get started by booking a free introductory call at tonywinyard.com. Now back to the show. In what way do you help them? So, like we spoke about before the show, you know, we look at the, the different areas in their life, their nutrition, their hydration, sleep and movement, um, mm. and we start to, to, to tackle those areas, you know, and at, at a pace that is good for them. But, you know, usually the ones that, are, that I'm taking on as clients, they are ready. They are, they are at the end of their tether, and they, they are at the point where if they don't improve their health now, then, you know, they're going to their business may suffer on every level. So yeah, they are, they are fully ready. So we tackle their gut health and we tackle the four nutrition, hydration, sleep and movement. And do you do that in a, like by coaching or in a group format or how, how is it? Sorry. You yes. Yeah. I'll do it as a coaching online coaching one-to-one um, is what I'm doing with those. And so what, what do you enjoy about doing that? I love, I love seeing people um, realize that, you know, when they have their aha moment, if you want to call it that, you know, they're, they're, coming, they're coming to me, they're miserable, you know, they've got all these things going on and some may be a bit skeptical about the, the holistic approach, the diet, the lifestyle, the movement, but when they start to realize that they're turning that volume switch down, you know, some of them are so, so bad. They're at an eight or a nine, whatever their problems may be, they could be at an eight or a nine. They're, they're, they're having to use so many things every day, coffee and sugar just to get through the day. Um, and their problems are worsening. But when they start, you know, the first week, you know, might be quite tough, but after a while they start to turn that volume switch down. And I just love seeing people feel better and, realize what i realized some time ago that diet movement lifestyle is absolutely everything so you mentioned that they're some of them are quite cynical at the beginning so in that case how were you able to get them to to work with you in the first place if they were quite cynical the thing is that they've been sort of round and round in circles you know a bit like i was some time ago um and like I was some time ago, I was a bit skeptical about the the diet side of it as well. And I remember when I completely when I started following what I said an antifungal diet, it was sort of make or break. You know, I thought if this doesn't work, if, if diet doesn't work for me, I don't know where I'm going to go. Mm. Um, and I think that's sort of the point where they are at. But you know, like I say, after a week or so, they start to notice. They're feeling, you know, there's no cure after a week, but they start to notice and they're feeling a bit better and mm. they want more of the same. You know, they want more of the same and they're, they're noticing it in their business as well. The changes they're making is having a direct impact on everything else in their life. So they're, they're more than happy to continue with more of the same. And so before the whole pandemic, were, was this more sort of face-to-face and now it's online or what, has it changed? No, no, I was doing, I was doing this part. See, I, I do face to face coaching, um, and also do online coaching, but that, that for me is sort of a separate thing. I do this online coaching, helping business owners, um, with their gut health and the face to face coaching. More of the clients with my face to face coaching really are, you know, they want some fat loss. They want some weight loss. And obviously I'm trying to help them with the health side of it, but, they're not at that point where some of my online clients are, where, 
you know, where they're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to change whatever needed, whatever's needed to be changed. They're just here for the exercise, a lot of them, you know. From some of the things you mentioned, you, you've been reading a lot. You, I get the impression you kind of listen to a lot of podcasts. So are you always constantly looking to, to kind of educate, inform yourself to, to further develop your, your knowledge in, in these areas? 100% Tony, I eat, live and breathe the lifestyle, the knowledge, you know, every single day I'm learning, every single day learning off of doctors, um, you know, I'm even, you know, everything that I believe, I will look at both sides of the coin, you know, I'll look at the the, 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 the sort of doctors, what they're saying that are for it, but I'll also look at the, the opinions against what I believe as well and take take what I want to take from it. Um, but yeah, every, every single day I'm learning, soaking up this knowledge and I love it. I absolutely love it. Anything to do with gut health is, yeah, it's, I'm absolutely passionate about it, Tony. So that's an in- interesting take. So you like to look at both sides. So have you, in the last couple of years, were there, can you remember any, any time where you had a, a real sort of firm belief in some area or something and then new information came to light or came into your world and you realised that that belief wasn't as firm as you previously believed, thought it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, when it comes to things like, um, you know, f- foods and in, in, intolerances, you know, so many people, you know, think they've got to cut these vegetables out. I like, Let me give you an example. I had a food intolerance test done about 10 years ago and they said, right, you're intolerant to wheat, you're intolerant to dairy, you're intolerant to tomatoes, to eggs, to this food, to that fo- food. And it was most of the foods that I was eating. So, you know, back then my, my advice to someone then might have been, look, if any food is causing you a problem, you want to cut that out, stay as far away from it as you can and never go back to it. But now, after learning a bit more, I'm sort of more coming from a place where if we can fix our gut and repair it a bit more, whether that be with diet, with supplements, um, with nourishing the bacteria that live in there, then we may be able to reintroduce some of those foods in time because there are millions of different types of bacteria living in our gut and they don't all go for, they don't all want one type of food. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly learning that as much diversity of, of plants that we can eat is going to feed a, a wide variety of the bacteria that live down there um, and promote better health for us. Can you think of any any of the people that you've been working with where there's been like a real sort of success story where they were very doubtful and their life is like really changed since since working with you? 100%. 100%. So I've got one lady, she's a business owner. And when she first come to me... Um, she was going to Slimming World every week, um, weighing herself, and she started to tell me more about her health, and she was back and forth to doctors. She was going to the hospital, had a camera down her throat. They was looking and looking and looking for so many things and could never find anything. And I noticed she was, you know, eating a typical diet, you know, sandwiches or, sandwiches or bread for lunch, a lot of pasta in there as well. Um, and we slowly worked towards introducing some more vegetables in her diet while cutting back on those grains a little bit. And the relief she felt from that was tremendous, tremendous. Um, and now to, right now she is actually making a lot of her own breads and things like that, that are, you know, 
feeding feeding the bacteria in her gut and starving the fungus. And she has not had a gut problem for a very long time. And the gut problems was something she was suffering with. That was her that was her ailment at, at the time. Um, she's been a she's been a great success story. And so you talked about how the you know the holistic approach, and you realise it's not just why it's not just about nutrition, or it's not just about sleep. Or so how do you when when you start working with someone, and they've, it's obvious that they have multiple issues, but you can't address all of those issues at the same time. So how do you normally go about slowly trying to change all the various things that require change? That's right, Tony. Yeah. Um, you know, so many people are suffering with sleep problems. So many people are suffering with migraines, this problem, that problem. Um, and so many people are, are you know, are, are suffering with even going to the toilet regular enough. And this is a huge part of the healing, I believe. And the one thing I start to tackle straight away is their gut health, because I've seen so many people that if we can start to heal the gut, everything else falls into place. Now, I spoke about some of the things that the bacteria make in our guts, serotonin being one of them, otherwise known as the happy chemical. Mm-hmm. 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut, in our, in our stomach. And there's another, there's, there's melatonin, if you've, if you've heard of that. And mm-hmm. serotonin is the precursor to melatonin. Melatonin is like the sleep chemical. You know, without, mm-hmm. without adequate serotonin, we may not be producing enough melatonin. Without that, we may be struggling to sleep. Mm. Um, And just, you know, focusing on the gut can have a a knock-on effect on so many different things. And, you know, when we are not not moving our bowels regularly enough, you know, we are potentially full up with toxins because we're coming into contact with toxins every day in our food, in the air we are breathing, you know, in the skin products we are using. We're putting them in all the time. And our bodies are quite well equipped to deal with this. But if we are not removing them, then we are potentially holding on to them, inviting more of the things that we don't want, whatever that may be. People can fill in the blank for their self because I believe, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what name you want to put on something, what, what ailment, what disease, whatever it is, you know, you can put a name on it. But in many cases, you're going you're gonna to go about fixing it the same way by looking after those four, nutrition, hydration, sleep, and movement, and looking after the gut, getting the bowels moving. It's not just as easy to say to someone, you need to be going to the toilet more. It's, you know, getting them slowly up in their fiber intake, getting them moving a little bit more like that, you know. And I find that as soon as they start moving them a bit more, the clarity comes back, they get a clearer head, the headaches start, everything just starts to go in the right direction. They turn down their volume switch. Which do you, out of those four areas, which do you find typically most people are doubtful about the people you've been working with? I think, especially the business owners, when they when they first come, you know, for them it's almost like there's not not enough time in the day, you know, and they're already stressing about their business because of how they're they're super stressed. You know, not only have they got the stress from their business, but they've got all the stress from how they're feeling on a day feeling on a day to day basis. Mm. Um, so for them, taking time out of the day to get their movement, you know, the nutrition part of it, it's not just eating the food; it's standing there cooking the food and 
washing up and even going out and sourcing the food and you know remembering to drink water and clearing up your sleep hygiene and maybe getting a bit more sleep or a bit better quality sleep it's all time consuming and I think initially that can be quite scary for them because there's already not enough hours in the day but you know if we don't make time for our health sooner or later we'll have to make time for illness but they're already having to make time for illness so you know they are ready to to start making time for their health but yeah it can be a bit daunting at first thinking oh they've got to take more time for cooking and shopping and things like that but yeah I think that's one one little obstacle to start with for some people what um I mean, you've, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, since we started that you, you know, you've been reading many different things. Can you think of any any books you've read recently that have really um, moved you in, in any way? Yeah, there's actually one um, by a doctor that I'm reading now. It's called Fiber Fueled. It's actually such an amazing book. Um, there's so much great, great, re- great research and great studies in it, and. It goes right into into the microbiome. Now, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what the microbiome is, the microbiome is is like the, the makeup of all the microbes living in and on us. And this doctor even speaks about, you know, even on the end of your thumb, if you look at the end of your thumb, there are more microorganisms living on the end of your thumb than there is probably the population of the UK. 39 trillion is a number of microbes apparently that could be in and on us on our skin in our mouths and many of them reside inside of our gut and he goes right into this and talks about uh, plant diversity and i think it is a great book for anyone who wants to unfortunately we lost the sound there was a, a problem on the platform that we were using for the recording and um yes i didn't realize that the sound cut just before the end of the episode so if you do want to contact tommy you can go to facebook and type in tommy Belobe, which is b-e-r-r-a-b-e or if you go to facebook.com slash t-o-m-m-y dot b-e-r-r-a-b-e that link will be in the show notes as will be the, the transcript and you can find out more information if you go to the facebook page if you do know anyone who would really get some value from, from some of the information that Tommy shared, please do share the episode with them. And next week is episode 18, and it is with Catherine Britton. She is the co-author of a book called Character Strengths Matter, which is all about the VIA character strengths. And we go into a lot of depth around character strengths and how they can help you and about positive psychology and many of the aspects around positive psychology and Martin Seligman and and so on. So that's next week, episode 18 with Catherine Britton. Hope you have a fantastic week. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Habits and Health Podcast, where we believe creating healthy habits should be easy. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Sign up for email updates and learn about coaching and workshop opportunities at TonyWinyard.com. See you next time on the Habits and Health Podcast.